This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at afsp.org slash talkawaythedark. At public schools all across Illinois, there's lead in the water. This is the Reset Podcast. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. More than half of public schools in the state found elevated lead levels in their drinking water. It got to the point where the state health department should have notified parents, but they didn't do that. And to make matters worse, that same department gave unclear and conflicting guidance to schools about what they should do. That's from a Chicago Tribune investigation out this week. This all matters because research shows that even small amounts of lead can have a big impact on kids' academic performance, especially young kids. We talked to the journalist who wrote that story. Emily Horner is an investigative data reporter with the Chicago Tribune. Emily, just how much lead is showing up in the water at Illinois schools? One of the kind of surprising things to to see was that, you know, this is an issue all over the state of Illinois. Um, we focused in particular on private or I'm sorry, on public schools. Um, but you see, you know, these issues showing up in rural districts, in um, urban districts, mm-hmm. in suburban districts. This is not like the type of issue um, that is really concentrated to one place. Interesting. What did you learn about CPS specifically? How does CPS compare with those other districts around the state when it comes to their levels of lead? Yeah, so CPS has an amazing, huge amount of data um, from their lead testing because they actually have adopted um, this program where they kind of go, you know, well above and beyond what was required by the law, and they do periodic testing um, at at their schools. Mm-hmm. They've tested all of their schools, so the law did not require like middle schools and high schools to test, um, and it didn't require schools in newer buildings to test either. Um, but from the the testing that has gone on in CPS, you see that you know when newer schools were tested. Sometimes lead was identified. You see that when high schools and middle schools were tested, you sometimes see mm-hmm. elevated lead levels. And um, the lead law also required testing just once. Um, but CPS has tested some schools on you know, multiple occasions mm. and at the very same fixtures that in earlier rounds of testing you know, did not show lead or showed very, very low levels of lead. Later, you see elevated lead at those same fixtures. Interesting. Well, speaking of, of laws, Illinois passed one in 2017. It required schools to notify parents if at least one water sample had levels of lead exceeding five parts per billion. So how often did that actually happen? Um, it was quite a bit. So there were... So parents were just getting emails, right? Yes. So um, 
we looked at, you know, most of the districts um, that had tested their schools and submitted their results to the state had to, you know, notify parents. Um, There was about 2,100 schools that we have results for um, and, you know, over uh, around 1,300 of those schools had to, you know, do that direct notification. Um, So over 1,300 of the 2,100 had uh, exceeded limits of over five parts per billion? Correct, yes. Their lead? Wow. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It it is, you know, um, kind of representative. More than half, yeah. How, you know, buildings that we have um, that our schools are housed in, you know, many of them are older. They were constructed before regulations were put in place for how much lead was allowed to be in plumbing materials, even up to 2014. Pipes, you know, were considered lead-free, even if they had up to 8% lead in them. Yeah. Well, the the Illinois Department of Public Health is in charge of making sure that the, the school districts abide by that law to notify parents. What steps did the department take once the results were in? So, um, you know, what I found through the reporting is that, um, you know, schools were supposed to test and send their results to the Department of Public Health. They, um, you know, after a couple of years, took like reviewed all the results that were sent in um, and Mm -hmm. shared a memo about those results. Um, But one of the things we looked at using existing available like um, data sets about school building ages and, you know, school population is that there were um, hundreds of schools that looked like they were eligible for testing, Mm -hmm. but the state did not have their data. Um, I called some of the districts to ask what was up. Um, You know, all of them that called me back were like, we did test. Um, So, you know, this is still not the full picture um, because some results are you know, not present in the, yeah. the data that the state currently has. I'm curious what the state had to say in response to your investigation. Yeah, so they have, um, I notified them about, um, you know, inquiring, like, are there more results here? And um, they have since sent letters to about 400 schools um, asking for them to submit their results or complete their testing if they haven't. Um, and yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, as you said, you made some calls to different districts. You you spoke with school administrators like Kankakee School District 111 Superintendent uh, Geneva Walters. What did she and other administrators tell you about the issue? So <clears throat> one of the things that was really interesting to learn is um, what happened after the testing. So part of the law, um, you know, there was no like mandated action aside from notifying parents that lead levels were found. And so we reached out to many, many um, districts and asked them, like, what'd you do after you identified elevated lead? And we learned that, you know, the responses were really all over the map. There was no funding attached to this um, law. So Mm -hmm. schools had to take on you know, whatever mitigation on their own. Um, Like if you wanted to do more than just notify parents, you'd probably have to pay for it. Correct. And so, you know, you see 
different districts chose different thresholds for when they would take action. Some, you know, mitigated at 20 parts per billion, some at 15, some at five, some at, um, you know, two parts per billion or any detectable lead level. Some schools spent millions of dollars to, you know, tear out pipes um, and, you know, other districts like in Kankakee, um, you know, they really can struggle to just like keep up with their regular building maintenance. Um, and so it was difficult to um, kind of make some of the necessary changes, though yeah. they did work to mitigate um, all of their detectable lead levels. And so that we're clear, Emily, what do we know about how even trace amounts of lead can impact children and their ability to learn? Yes. Yeah, so lead is um, not meant to be in the human body. Um, so the CDC, um, they say, you know, that you should mitigate, you should, you know, try to stop any amount of lead from entering into your system. Mm-hmm. It affects brain development, especially in children. It affects your neurons. It affects memory. Um, and adults aren't immune, right? I mean, how, how does this impact faculty and staff, anybody who's drinking water from these sinks and fountains. Right. Um, Adults are also impacted. It's not like this is lead is only has negative effects on children. Yeah. Um, And, you know, one of the people I spoke with for the story noted that, you know, there's lots of people of childbearing age who work in schools and, you know, pregnant people are in particular uh, very susceptible to, you know, drinking lead and the negative effects of it because it can harm like their fetus. Oh, my gosh. So is there anything parents and and school administrators can do to address the problem at this point? Yeah. So from, you know, hearing from a lot of these districts, um, many of them have kind of adopted continual testing programs. So they're they're checking in on their water lead levels. They've installed you know, these um, bottle filler fountains that you might see around, Mm -hmm. um, those specifically filter for lead. Um, Some schools have replaced piping um, that was, you know, put in before 2014 with new low lead versions Mm -hmm. that are up to modern plumbing standards. Um, Okay, so there are some improvements happening. Right, for sure. Um, And, you know, some parents that I talked to, you know, they send their kids to school with a refillable water bottle um, from home from, you know, water that they feel good about. Yeah, exactly. And I would be one of those parents. <laughs> we'll leave it there. You can look up the lead contamination levels of your Illinois public school at chicagotribune.com. Emily Horner's Chicago Tribune investigative reporter. Great work. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks. That episode of the Reset Podcast was produced by Brenda Ruiz and edited by Ethan Schwab. There's a new way to stay on top of local stories like the one we just discussed, and that's by signing up for Reset's newsletter. It's a mid-morning check-in that'll help you explore the Chicago area and keep up with the news. Don't miss out. Sign up at wbez.org slash reset.
Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.